Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It's the biggest week of the sports calendar. We got college football in full swing, pro football in full swing, the start of basketball season, start of hockey season, baseball playoffs, and the WNBA Finals between the Liberty and the Aces. BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered, and if you use our promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the link in the description of this episode, no matter the sport. BetOnline, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night, however, and whenever it is you may be uh, listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast, live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. And podcasts aren't live. That's the whole purpose of this fun podcast thing. You can listen however and whenever it is that you so choose and we appreciate that you have decided to stop in however and whenever it is that you may be choosing according to my count it's a fantabulous wednesday october 11th it may not be that according to your count but we still appreciate you stopping in it could be thursday october 12th friday uh friday october 13th maybe it's a friday the 13th for you however whenever you may be listening we appreciate you stopping in and according to my count october 11th is exactly 14 days after damian lillard had been traded from the milwaukee Bu- or from the portland trailblazers to the milwaukee bucks and if my math serves me correctly looking back at this fine fine history of the podcast, uh, we have not addressed the fact that Damian Lillard has been traded from the Portland Trailblazers to the Milwaukee Bucks, or the fact that Drew Holiday had been traded about 10 days ago from the Portland Trailblazers to the Boston Celtics after Drew Holiday went from the Milwaukee Bucks to Portland for four days and then to Boston rerouted in another trade. That then makes this a four-team trade that is complex and crazy and fun and leads to Portland at the end of it walking away with Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, DeAndre Ayton, and about four future first-round picks, a couple pick swaps. Uh, We didn't talk about this trade at all on the show. Now, is part of that because we got into the baseball playoff hype, not just with our friend Razor Rosenthal, but also... Last week, talking about the wild card round. Yes, yes, that is part of it. Is it partially that we only have three episodes a week now, sometimes four instead of five episodes or six, depending on our wired up schedule? Yes, yes, that is also part of the equation here. Another part of it is 
I was very busy last week, and so me and Juju Talk Sports got together, put together a fun little podcast. By the way, Juju did a nice YouTube video breaking down the Damian Lillard trade as well, but uh, we didn't include that in our Sports Radio Thursday. We were talking about Desmond Ritter and uh, me traveling across California to go watch the 49ers play the Cardinals last weekend. There was just a lot going on and also working a full-time job in sports radio. Um, Like I've said before, you guys continuing to support our dreams has been incredibly, incredibly helpful as we transition from this full-time podcasting thing to now a part-time podcast with a full-time radio job and all sorts of fun stuff. But You guys continuing to support our dreams has been appreciative, and yet somehow we've now gone two weeks since Damian Lillard had been traded without addressing the fact that Damian Lillard had been traded. And we've had five episodes to do so. We have not taken advantage of that, and the time stops now. Let's talk about the Damian Lillard trade for an entire episode of this podcast. Because I don't know if this is going to end up being a a league-altering trade or even prevent the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat from getting back to the NBA Finals. I don't know exactly how all of this is going to shake and bake as a result of the Damian Lillard trade, but I do know one thing. Multiple All-Stars are changing teams within the Eastern Conference, and the two teams that were already regarded as the favorites, the number one and two seeds the last two seasons in the Bucks and Celtics, those two teams now find themselves in the envious position of adding, in the case of the Bucks, Damian Lillard in place of Drew Holiday, and for the Celtics, adding Drew Holiday in place of some guys. I know Robert Williams was a hugely fundamental piece of that defense and probably should have won Defensive Player of the Year in that 2022 season. I know that Marcus Smott ended up winning it despite the fact he had the fourth highest defensive rating on the Celtics that season, and Robert Williams didn't win Defensive Player of the Year because he had been injured for a whole bunch of the season. But Robert Williams two years ago was someone who I thought was going to make a leap to being the third best player on the Boston Celtics, and he's kind of the classic case of why you shouldn't rush players back from injury because that can happen. Have long-lasting effects on their career and their health. I think we kind of saw Boston push forward with Robert Williams despite the fact he had uh, a major injury in the playoffs during that 2022 season, but they needed him to push for that championship that they ultimately fell two games short of winning. And the Boston Celtics probably should have done right by Robert Williams prior to trading him as the centerpiece of a package to acquire Drew Holiday. I think they kind of used him and then tossed him aside when they could package him around a deal to acquire another star. But we'll get to the Celtics in a little bit. But just that was my little tangent on the Robert Williams standpoint. Uh, Multiple teams in the East have made big moves. And the first team that I think this is most interesting for is the Milwaukee Bucks standpoint. The reason this is interesting from the Milwaukee Bucks standpoint is... When the Bucks got eliminated from the playoffs last year, one of the things that we talked about pretty consistently was that the Milwaukee Bucks were in a position where they had no real recourse for improvements. And we talked about how Giannis's first MVP season tipped off in 2018, which by the time we get to next year's playoffs was going to be six years ago. 
and the prime of an NBA player lasts about five to six years in terms of the physical prime of a basketball player. It's usually about age 24 to 25 up until about age 30. It fluctuates depending on player, but for the most part, the, the physical prime of a basketball player is about every five to six years. It's why basketball generations navigate every five to six years. We're now about five years removed from the Steph Curry, Kevin Durant generation. We're now on the back end of the Giannis, Jokic, and to a lesser extent, extent Joel Embiid era of the sport as all of those players now get closer to their 30s and their bodies start to break down as we've seen from Giannis at times as we're starting to see from Embiid you know those players are the best in the league as of right now but we're expecting at some point another player or another team will take the step up that potentially knocks Giannis off the mountain knocks Jokic off the mountain knocks Embiid off the mountain as the best players in the world and What's interesting about that right now is that the Milwaukee Bucks have done an incredible job supporting Giannis Antetokounmpo because when their window opened during that first MVP season for Giannis, the Milwaukee Bucks made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, lost to a Raptors team that was at the end of their window, had made the all-in move to acquire Kawhi Leonard in exchange for DeMar DeRozan and Jakob Pertl in the draft pick, and... They ended up winning a championship, and then the whole thing fell apart once Kawhi left. I mean, yes, they kind of kept it afloat for a minute, came within one game of making it back to the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble, and then since then it was missed playoffs, losing the first round, missed playoffs for the Toronto Raptors. Their window is closed. They have no recourse for improvement. They don't stand to get a superstar player anytime soon, and Toronto's kind of just lost in the middle of the pack in the NBA right now. But Toronto at the back end of their window, which involved winning playoff series in 2014, making the Eastern Conference Finals in 2016, that run for Toronto culminated with them making the all-in move of saying, we have spent all of our money originally on a max contract for DeMar DeRozan, a max contract for Kyle Lowry, signing other peripheral pieces around them. We have spent all of our money. We have spent most of our draft picks. Our best recourse for improvement is to trade our best player, who is not good enough to get us to the championship, and exchange him for a one-year rental of a star player. And the Toronto Raptors are an example of a team that succeeded in winning a championship. At the exact same time back in 2019, and I just want to stick in 2019 because this year perfectly encapsulates how we get to now with the Milwaukee Bucks. During that 2019 season, the Toronto Raptors go all in on trading for a star in in flipping their franchise's cornerstone piece, DeMar DeRozan, for a mercenary Kawhi Leonard, one of the three best players in the sport, a player who had a top two MVP finish, defensive player of the year multiple times, one of the three best players in the sport right there with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Like Kawhi was the bridge superstar between Steph Curry and Kevin Durant into Giannis. And they ended up winning a championship out of it at the end. Kawhi Leonard was the bridge between the old generation of Steph and KD into the new era, which was Giannis, Anthony Davis, Jokic, Embiid, and to a lesser extent, Devin Booker. Those are the five best players age 26 to 30 right now in the NBA. And the Raptors went all in, won the championship. We know the story. 
simultaneously the the Portland Trailblazers had their best season of the Damian Lillard era. Damian Lillard, a star who I believe is the exact same age as Kawhi Leonard, if memory serves me correct. Damian Lillard is 33. Kawhi Leonard is 32, turning 33. Okay, so Damian Lillard's one year older than Kawhi Leonard, but still... Both of them don't really fit into a generation, right? Damien Lillard and Kawhi Leonard. Damien Lillard was dueling against Steph and Katie, but was never really part of that same generation. Damien Lillard, at the same time as Kawhi Leonard was winning a championship for the Toronto Raptors, was having his best season of his career, and the Portland Trailblazers made it deeper in the playoffs than they had in any previous season with Damian Lillard. They'd won a couple of series. They had made a couple of fun moments, but ultimately didn't turn into anything at that point. The Blazers made it to the Western Conference Finals that year. The Portland Trail Blazers were getting swept out by the Golden State Warriors, but still, that season Portland was the Damian Lillard buzzer beater against Oklahoma City where he waves bye-bye. Then in the second round of the playoffs, they played the first Nuggets team that made the playoffs. People don't remember this one. That Nuggets team that year went from being the nine seed in the Western Conference in 2018 to the number one seed in the West, or sorry, number two seed in the West during the 2019 season. They were number one most of the season. The Warriors ended up passing them at the very end, but for the most part of the season, They were the number one seed in the Western Conference. And lo and behold, we didn't realize it at the time, but Giannis as the number one seed in the East during the 2019 season. Jokic as the number one seed in the West during the 2019 season. Both of those players were on the trajectory to take the league from Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and the run of MVPs between 2018 and 2019. 14. I mean, you could point to Westbrook, you could point to Harden, they won MVPs, KD won an MVP, Steph won two MVPs. That generation of KD, Steph, Yana, uh, KD, Steph, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, DeMar DeRozan, all those guys, Paul George, that were in their peaks from 2014 to 2018, Jokic, Giannis, later Joel Embiid, those guys were getting ready to take the league by storm and win MVPs and be the best players in the sport, yada, yada, yada. We didn't realize it at the time, but Nuggets were the number one seed most of the season. They lose to Portland. Portland makes the Western Conference Finals. The following year was when Anthony Davis, another one of those stars of the upcoming generation, asked out of New Orleans. And I said at the time, Portland has no money, They spent all their money on Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic. That was making up like 90% of their salary cap. They could not go out and get a better player. They had no real draft capital in the present, but they they had some in the future. And I was making the point Portland should mortgage their future and trade for a year and a half of Anthony Davis and pair him with Damian Lillard. Trade CJ McCollum trade Yusuf Nurkic, trade all your draft picks, or at least three future first-round picks or whatever it was, trade those draft picks, trade CJ McCollum, trade Yusuf Nurkic, get Anthony Davis, and put Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis together for two playoff runs and just see what's going to happen. 
And ultimately, they didn't end up making that move. The next offseason, Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers. The Lakers end up winning the championship in the bubble. And Portland stuck with Dame, stuck with CJ McCollum until the wheels fell off. And by wheels falling off, I mean in the 2021 playoffs, they again played the Denver Nuggets. They were six seed. Nuggets were the three seed. Uh, no Jamal Murray. He had just torn his ACL. But after beating the Nuggets in 2019 with Jokic in his first playoff run, with Jamal Murray in his first playoff run, Portland met Denver again in 2021. And in that series, there was an epic game that we came on here and said might have been the greatest playoff performance of the last 10 years. There was a game where the Blazers went to double overtime. Damian Lillard scored the final 24 points of the game for the Portland Trail Blazers. 24 points. Hit a game-tying three to end the fourth quarter. Hit a game-tying three in overtime to force double overtime. Scored the last 24 Portland points. And the reason they lost the game is because on the last possession... They passed it to C.J. McCollum, and the ball went through C.J. McCollum's hands. And that was the reason they lost that game. They would lose that series in six games. Portland never made it back to the playoffs. After Damian Lillard gave them 24 points in a row in a playoff game that they lost, the wheels fell off, but they took it as far as they could with Lillard, McCollum, Nurkic, and dudes. Rotating cast of dudes mixed around those three players making about 90% of their salary cap. And Portland did not make the all-in move that Toronto made at the end of their run in 2019. Fast forward to 2023. The Milwaukee Bucks are at the exact same stage that Toronto was in 2018, that Portland was in 2020, which is we've been at it for about four or five years with this core. We've made a finals run. We've made a conference finals run, but teams have passed us while we have remained about the same. For Portland, it was in 2018, hey, we beat Oklahoma City. We beat Denver in the second round of the playoffs. Two years later, it was Denver got better than us while we stayed the same. It was the Lakers got better than us while we stayed the same. Because Portland lost in 2020 to the Lakers in the bubble, and then 2021 to the Nuggets. And then they never made the playoffs again. They went from we can beat the Nuggets in the playoffs to now we're losing to the Nuggets in the playoffs. And we have no real recourse for improvement And now our team is trading C.J. McCollum for essentially two first-round picks. It was Josh Hart in a first-round pick, and then they flipped Josh Hart for a first-round pick that became Chris Murray. We traded C.J. McCollum for two first-round picks and Cam Reddish, who's now a Laker. But they traded C.J. McCollum for two first-round picks. They rebuilt, tore it down, tanked, whatever you want to call it. Actually, Chris Haynes has verifiable proof that they tanked. And... They tanked, they got the high draft picks, they did the bulk of the losing, and for some reason Damian Lillard 
left after they had done all the hard losing. Like, all the hard losing had been done. I don't know why Dame stayed for the hard losing at the end of that run for Portland. But now the Bucks found themselves in the exact same position Portland found themselves in in 2020, the same position Toronto found themselves in in 2018, which is we've been given it four or five years. We've got a pretty good team, but we've also just been passed by teams we used to beat. During the 2021 NBA Finals run for the Milwaukee Bucks, they beat, on their way to the championship, the Miami Heat in the first round, the Brooklyn Nets in the second round, and then the Hawks, which should have been the 76ers, but the 76ers choked in the conference finals on their way to beating the Phoenix Suns. And the season prior, they had beaten the Boston Celtics. I'm sorry, in 2019, they had beaten the Boston Celtics. In 2020, they lost to the Miami Heat, but then they beat the Miami Heat in 2021 and won the championship. And in 2022, they got eliminated by the Celtics, who made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, actually, they made it to the NBA Finals, but bear with me. Celtics made it to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2022. And then this last year, they lost to the Miami Heat, who made it to the Conference Finals in 2023. They also made it to the Finals. But point being, Milwaukee went from being best team in the Eastern Conference after winning the title in 2021, after having the number one seed in 2020, after having the number one seed in 2019, they went from being best team in the East to third best team in the East. Just like that. Just like that. And they're the third best team in the Eastern Conference with no recourse for improvement. Because they were going to run it back with the exact same team. It was... Giannis, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is now the third best player on the Bucks. Don't get it twisted. Chris Middleton got injured. Chris Middleton got old. Drew Holiday, who is a little bit older, filled the role vacated by Chris Middleton. And now Drew Holiday, who was previously the third best player on a team that won a championship, is now the second best player on a team that is the third best team in the Eastern Conference. And now with Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton... They are the third best team in the Eastern Conference with no real recourse for improving their team to become better than the Celtics or better than the Miami Heat because they had spent all their draft picks. Prior to the trade for Damian Lillard, the Milwaukee Bucks' 2024 pick was going to New Orleans, 2025 draft pick was going to New Orleans, 2026 was a pick swap with New Orleans, 2027 was going to New Orleans. And you know what they did? They traded their 2028 first rounder, 2029 first rounder, and 2020, uh, sorry, and 2030 first rounder. They don't control any of their first round draft picks for the next seven years, and they haven't controlled any of their draft picks in the previous four drafts. Some of them are pick swaps, so they get their pick anyways. But for the most part, they didn't control their draft positioning. And Port, uh, Milwaukee had no real recourse for improvement. They couldn't go out and trade for another star because they didn't have the draft capital or player capital to do that. Chris Middleton's not really worth much anymore. And they had to spend all of their money on bringing back Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez because if they had lost those two players, they would have not been able to sign any other players in free agency the caliber of Drew, uh, Drew Chris Middleton or 
Brooke Lopez. So they just had to fork up the money to pay those guys, a team that was clearly not good enough last season against the Miami Heat. Again, Giannis missed two and a half games in that series. If you go back and watch, uh, go back and see that series, I'm the biggest guy of like, if Giannis had been healthy or if Chris Middleton had been healthy, the Bucks would have beat the Celtics in 22. Or if Giannis had been healthy, the Bucks would have beat the Heat in 2020 and might have won the championship over the Lakers. Like, the biggest proponent of, like, yes, health matters. Giannis missed two and a half games in that series, and if Giannis had played every minute of every game, the Bucks still would have lost him five games. Go back and look at the game scripts that Giannis was there and the ones that Giannis missed. If Giannis had been fully healthy for all five of those games, they still would have lost four out of five against the Miami Heat. And so a team that clearly wasn't as good as the Miami Heat that led to Mike Budenholzer getting fired a team that clearly was not good enough to beat the Boston Celtics last year or in 2023, that Milwaukee Bucks team in the same exact position that the 2018 the 2018 Raptors found themselves in, the 2020 Blazers found themselves in, that team went out and said, we are going to make our last ditch effort to build around Giannis. And what they did is they got him two guaranteed seasons of him, Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and Bobby Portis. But Bobby Portis might be classified as dude. But it's those four players and dudes for the next two seasons. They they lose it in the playoffs in 2023. There's no recourse for improvement. They This is the team they got. They got Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Damian Lillard, and Giannis. Regardless of whether you think that team's good enough to win the Eastern Conference or not, that's the team they got. And most people look at that and say they improved as a team as a result of this upgrade from Damian Lillard to Drew Holiday. Regardless of whether you think it was true or not, they had no real recourse for improvement. This was their best chance to improve, and they took advantage of it. And I commend them for doing it because success or no success, they won't be left with the pitiful regret that the 2020 Blazers probably feel by not trading for Anthony Davis when they had the chance. Riding it out with CJ McCollum until the literal wheels fell off during a 24 consecutive point Damian Lillard playoff performance in the 2021 first round that still ended in a Blazers loss against a Nuggets team that didn't even have Jamal Murray. And two years after that, you see that the Blazers went in the wrong direction and the Nuggets won an NBA championship. That's how you get surpassed. That very way is how you get surpassed. And there's an old quote that Steve Jobs had about how when he was first starting off at Apple in the 70s, they went to Xerox Park and they had discovered technology that was basically the original mouse. Like the idea of clicking icons on a computer was something that did not... Uh, clicking icons on an interface with a mouse was the original concept 
that Xerox had invented. And Steve Jobs said that they needed to invest all of the capital that they had into this technology because it was going to make the computer interface easy for everyone to access, which was clearly correct. We still click icons on a computer the same way. And the response from the people he worked with was that they could not invest in that technology. They had invested money in all these other places. They didn't have the profit margins. And if they made that decision, they would blow up their own company, to which Steve Jobs replied, better that we blow ourselves up than let the market do it for us. And that is exactly what throwing caution into the wind in that strategic situation turned into. It was a strategic gamble, and it was the only decision they could make in order to continue to be competitive, because if they weren't going to be the ones to make that investment, they were going to get blown up by the market themselves. So instead, they invested, and it turned into the computer interface we know today. And in a basketball concept, the Raptors blew up the identity of their team by acquiring Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan, and it led to one championship and the window falling apart. And if they had held on to DeMar DeRozan, I suspect that same result would have happened at the end, just without a single championship to show for it. They took the strategic risk at the end of their competitive window, and it worked. And the Bucks have made that same gamble that was the only decision they could make when presented the opportunity to acquire Damian Lillard. This was the only decision they could make. They were willing to blow themselves up, then let the market blow themselves, then let the market blow them up and relegate them to being the third or fourth best team in the Eastern Conference. They were willing to make the gamble to improve, the gamble that Boston would have been happy to make, that the Heat would have been happy to make for two seasons of Damian Lillard and Giannis trying to get a championship out of it. And I commend them for making the only decision they could given the circumstances. It was the closing of their window, and they just might have held on for one last grasp going into this season. So we'll see what happens with them. And we'll see what happens with the bold decision that they made to risk blowing themselves up in exchange for something greater. Anytime I can play the Damian Lillard Blizzard rap, which for those who don't know, the Blazers were like stuck on the tarmac for like seven hours during a snowstorm. And so Damian Lillard made that freestyle rap, like wrote it and performed it while they were on the plane together. All of that was a very fun time in the basketball calendar. Anytime I can play the Damian Lillard Blizzard rap, I'm going to take advantage of it. And that just gives us a way to transition into the last thing I want to talk about today, which is uh, the Drew Holiday aspect of this deal. Because 
We also said at the end of last season when we were eulogizing the Boston Celtics that the Boston Celtics' best chance to win a championship had passed them by. And I know that's the easy thing to say when they were two games away from winning the championship in 2022. And last year, they were the number one offensive rating in the sport. And uh, in the regular season, they were the number one team in the sport in terms of SRS ranking and expected win-loss record and they were, by all nerd metrics, the best team in the regular season in the NBA last year. And it's hard to get better than number one. But Boston has kind of just reinvented their team. Like, around around Brown and Tatum, the team's going to look completely different next season than what it looked like last year. And I, while I said that the Celtics' best chance to win a championship had passed them by, I didn't suspect it would be complete reinvention of the roster around those two players of Brown and Tatum. But I guess when opportunity presents itself, you take advantage of it. I mean, they essentially now trade in Porzingis and Drew Holiday for Marcus Smot, or Marcus Smot, as Boston people call him, Marcus Smot and... Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon and uh, I forgot the name of the backup player that got traded, but them and three first-round picks in exchange for Porzingis and Drew Holiday. And the lineup next year is going to look like Brown, Tatum, Drew Holiday, Porzingis, Al Horford, and uh, just dudes coming off the bench. Uh, a lot, Some of them second-round rookies, some of them Peyton Pritchards, who wanted to leave the team last year and is somehow like the only guy who didn't get traded in a complete roster shakeup. I know they're going to have Jordan Walsh potentially play some minutes for them, but the Celtics are essentially a brand-new roster. <laughs> which is kind of crazy to think about. Maybe this is just a classic case of opportunity presented itself and they traded for a third all-star in Drew Holiday. And, you know, you could potentially call it a fourth all-star with Porzingis. But, like, it was just wild that that was the direction that they ended up going with the broadcast. Or, sorry, going with the team. And so I'm just really curious to see what direction they go with that because, man, I did not suspect that that was the direction they were going to take. It was... Yes, their best chance to win a championship may have passed because it's hard to improve from being number one. Like the Celtics, the Celtics finished second place in 2022 and third place in 2023. I don't think those are disappointments. I don't think they were really disappointing there. They were totally fine. And what's so weird about the whole situation is the Boston Celtics after their best championship window did pass them by, completely reinvented the roster around them. And while they are probably the only team that has four players who have made an all-star team within the last three years, it is going to be really interesting to see what direction they take this thing once the season gets going and once they put the roster together and put the pieces together on the team. I'm just curious to see where it goes. Because, like, Drew Holiday taking on... The now former teammates of Giannis and Middleton, while now being a member of their biggest rival, 
it's really interesting to see that play out in real time because Drew Holiday is now the third best player on the Boston Celtics. And when Drew Holiday was the third best player on a Milwaukee Bucks team two years ago, he was good enough to be the third best player on a team that won a championship. If he can be the third best player on a Boston Celtics team that needs perimeter defense as badly as they're hoping Drew Holiday can provide it for him, the same way that Drew Holiday put the clamps down on Chris Paul during that playoff series... They, if they can get that, they just might be as good as the 2021 Milwaukee Bucks. And it's kind of crazy that in this NBA landscape, being as good as the 2021 Milwaukee Bucks might not be good enough to win them a championship. Might not be good enough. Maybe it's just because Tatum isn't as good right now as 2021 Giannis, but Tatum is that bridge player like Kawhi Leonard. He's the bridge between Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, and the current generation and what will be the future generation with Luca, Zion, John Morant, Aunt Edwards, whoever else you think is in this baby generation. They are the bridges. And maybe, just maybe, they can get the championship done this year. We'll see what ends up happening. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping in here to the Take It Easy podcast. And thank you for enjoying this conversation around the Milwaukee Bucks and Damian Lillard. And the only trade I think the Milwaukee Bucks could have made given the circumstances and given their closing championship window. My uh, my take that Giannis will retire at the end of the three years still might be true. Not going to rule it completely out altogether. I'm just going to put that out there right now. But Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for stopping in here today. We appreciate your continued support of the show. Leave a five-star review, download. Any and all support is greatly appreciated. You guys have continued to show up and show out for us, and uh, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, We will be back at it tomorrow with another fun episode of the show. I'm looking forward to talking maybe some playoff baseball, maybe take a look at some of the NFL storylines. Who knows where we're going to go tomorrow, but I'm excited to share the show with all of you. Thanks for stopping in, everybody. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. And in the meantime, take it easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.